My name is Conor McCauley and this is Music Tech Uncovered. In this limited three episode run, I want to dive into various music tech products such as the MP3 craze, original online music services and records and CDs. In the 2000s, the MP3 craze was flying sky high. By 2006, Apple's iPods were all over the place, from kids to old age pensioners using one. Apple's iPod by then had been out for five years, relatively, with no competition, selling 67.6 million iPods, releasing various models and taking up to 75% of market share by 2006. But that was until Microsoft came out with their Zoom. You may be wondering what a Zoom is. Well, let's get into it. Music Tech Uncovered. A Zoom was a portable music device which was released by Microsoft in November of 2006. The Zoom was created closely with Toshiba to compete with Apple's iPod. Microsoft's plan at that time was to overtake the iPod's market share. The Zoom had a 3-inch diagonal plastic colour display and a 30GB hard drive. The Zoom was marketed at the time as the iPod Killer. This was a Microsoft's first attempt to compete with Apple, as in 2004, Two years before the Zoom was released, Microsoft got into the digital music landscape by creating a digital music store called MSN Music that was built into the Windows Media Player. This service was created to compete with Apple's own digital music store, iTunes. But only after two years and the Zoom's release, the music store was scrapped and replaced with Zoom Marketplace. The Zoom launched with the colours brown, black and white. Yes, brown was one of the colours. For Microsoft competing with Apple, who had a range of colourful iPods, they went with brown. It weighed just over 6 ounces and had a battery that would last 13 hours for playback and 4 hours for video. It did have some extra neat features that the iPod didn't, such as an FM radio, which I personally think it was a great add-on. Back in this time, you would buy your own music unlike streaming today. If you didn't have money to buy music, this was really a great feature. I know I'm here talking about how the Zoom failed, but funny enough, Microsoft had sort of predicted the future with their subscription service, Zoom Pass. Zoom Pass was a subscription-based service that was $14.99 a month in the US. It allowed you to download all the songs you wanted. After the monthly subscription ended, you were able to keep 10 songs you wanted. At the time, it was seen as a cool thing to own your music. So the service sadly didn't catch on. Today, streaming is the main source of music sales. You could say Microsoft were just too early to the party. It also didn't help that Zoom Marketplace was where you would sync your music from your computer. It was terrible compared to iTunes. There was another feature worth mentioning from the Zoom, which was called Squirting. Yes, the name is very bizarre. I really don't understand who taught within the Zoom team that it would be a good idea to call it Squirting. Well, Squirting, I can't believe I have to keep saying that, is basically you could send things to your friends who also had a Zoom, such as pictures and videos. You could also send music but it came with its limitations. You could play back the song three times within three days. Cool idea, I must say. The thought was very much there from Microsoft, but back then you literally could do the same on any mobile phone that had Bluetooth. I'd say it would have been a cool feature to have on the iPod, but as I said, it was cool to own your own music yourself back then, so I don't see it as a killer feature. The Zoom may have had more features than the iPod at that time, but you just couldn't beat the experience Apple gave. A lot of people who were interested already had an iPod and were familiar with iTunes and iPod's operating system by 2006. Microsoft, I feel, could have done themselves a favour with making the Zoom considerably cheaper. But once again, that's another area where I feel Microsoft messed up. The Zoom was the same price as the 30GB iPod. 
$249 to be exact. I'd love to know what was going on within the Zoom team. With the Zoom, you only had one choice and that was the 30 gigabyte model. With the Apple iPod, you had not just the classic with 30 gigabytes, you had the 80 gigabyte model, you had the Nano and Shuffle, which came with less storage, but a cheaper price ranging from 200 to as low as $79, which came with less storage, but a cheaper price ranging from 200 to as low as $79. You may be wondering, this guy sounds like he's Irish. Why is he referring to dollars? Well, I am Irish, but this was another problem with the Zoom. It was only sold in the United States. Yes, you would expect Microsoft being the company that it is, that I could sell their product all around the world. But that wasn't the case with the Zoom. By mid-2007, the Zoom had sold impressive with 1.2 million units within the US, but the iPod had sold over 30 million units worldwide within the same period. I think a lot of companies after this release would have gave up and just moved on, but in typical Microsoft fashion, they weren't finished. The Zoom 4 and 8 were released. The numbers stood for what gigabyte each Zoom had. This Zoom was meant to be an iPod Nano's competitor, not killer. I think people realised that the Zoom was never going to beat the iPod. The Zoom 8 and 4 came in many colours for its launch, with notably no brown. Microsoft also came out with the Zoom 30's replacement, the Zoom 80, which was meant to compete with the new iPod Classic. Apple that year stole the show, but it wasn't with the iPod, but another device. A little phone you may have heard of, called iPhone. This phone was seen as revolutionary and was quoted by Steve Jobs, Apple CEO at the time, as the best iPod they've ever made. It featured a full 3.5 inch touchscreen and a touch based operating system. People were so excited by the iPhone that Apple decided to release a version of the iPod called the iPod Touch. I'm definitely surprised Microsoft especially didn't give up after these devices were released. But Microsoft CEO at the time, Steve Ballmer's reaction to the iPhone and its touchscreen I think just says it all about what kind of company Microsoft were at the time. Steve laughs at the price and says, it doesn't appeal to business customers because it doesn't have a keyboard. He goes on to say, we have our strategy. And well, I like our strategy. I like it a lot. Well, look at the market now. I don't think that plan came to fruition. Now moving back onto the Zoom. The new Zoom models were smaller, lighter, and featured a glass screen. The models with the smaller memory were the same price as the two iPod Nanos Apple offered. But with the Nano, you got the highly sought after iPod experience. The Zoom 80 was again the same price as its rival, the Classic, which also came with 80 gigabytes of storage. Finally, another country was added, with Canada being the lucky ones to get the Zoom. Microsoft did, I've got to say, improve with the second generation models, but it still wasn't enough. The Zoom had some features the iPod didn't, but the iPod started to add more features that the Zoom didn't have. Microsoft's last-ditch attempt was to rival the iPod Touch by releasing the Zoom HD in 2009. It was the first Zoom that I feel came into its own, and I think it looked better than the iPod Touch third generation. But by 2009, it was way too late to get the market share Microsoft wanted. It had a 3.3-inch OLED multi-touch non-HD display, an ARM CPU, and the Zoom Marketplace app to download apps, movies, and TV shows right on the device. The model came in 16, 32, and 64 gigabytes. There were still problems with such things as app support. The iPad's app store had over 25,000 apps in 2009. But by the Zoom's end, it only had 62 apps. Reviews are favourable with this model, but by late 2011, Microsoft accepted the fee and announced after five years that the Zoom would be no more. Support for the ability to download music from the Zoom Marketplace app stayed until late 2012. The failure, as I've mentioned, came down to many things along the way. 
But ultimately, Apple were just too far ahead when Microsoft entered the market. If the Zune HD had come out in 2006, things maybe would have been different today. Only selling the Zune stateside and not internationally until 2010, I believe, also didn't help. Microsoft may have got it right in many ways in 2009, but the Zune's place, I believe, was already cemented the day it came out in 2006. I hope you all enjoyed my first episode of this series. You can keep up to date by following my Instagram at Condreviews or my personal account at Comacaulay. Coming up next time, I dive into early online music services from Napster to iTunes. Until the next one, talk to you guys soon.